I gotta play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one I sold for 61 on April 27. Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto-picked. No. Oh, there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, babe. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. How'd we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome or welcome back to the Football Card Quest. We're here to help you guys find some plays on football cards. We're also going to look at pick'ems on Underdog Fantasy here heading into week three. I uh, got my man, Steve, the eBay hitman. As always, I'm your host, AC. And we're on the football card quest. Steve, how you feeling, brother? I'm feeling good, man. Um, if you guys were here last week, man, and you went back and checked our takes, I would say that they were predominantly correct uh, at a very high clip. So I feel like the steam engine is magma hot right now. Magma hot. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Yeah. Speaking of which, man, I had um, you know a couple couple nice flips from comc.com that uh, that we made on the stream uh yeah. a few of these a few of these flips well actually all the the these um the top four all right so the brandon Ayuk, yes you guys have seen that before this calvin ridley no i bought that a long time ago uh but this uh nico collins bought recently on the stream made a nice double up on that it was silver prism uh rookie auto sgc9 there Went from 15 to 32. And then this Kyron Williams. We highlighted Kyron. Kyron Williams is the alpha running back man now. And we're definitely going to be talking about Cam Akers being traded to the Vikings and what that does to Alexander Madison stockholders. And hey, I got probably going to take a the offer take on last week. Uh, yes. So, Steve, this was one that I made an offer on, and the guy accepted it for $7.25. I turned around. Uh, maybe I listed a little bit too low. If I go and look at that card now for Kyron, I think they start at uh, around 25. That's not what I want to do. I'm going to click on that number. Uh, they start, yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> they start yeah, at 35. Man. They start at 35. I actually was looking at Kyron Williams solds on eBay as well uh, earlier today. The cheapest rookie ticket autos you can get over on there are about $25, $30. I think it was $29.99. You know, it's wild this last week we, we talked about him and, and Cam Akers, and I, I mentioned how they did something similar last year where they, they, they did it much earlier this year. They kind of rode, uh, you know, one guy that you didn't think was going to be the guy, which was Darnell Henderson last year, and then just abruptly cut him. He wasn't really doing bad, but th then all of a sudden Akers came into the fold and he was just a whole lot of nada until the last few weeks. But this year we saw kind of the same thing, but they just went – the complete other direction with it. And they're just like, yeah, later, dude, you're basically traded for next to nothing because they just swapped sixth rounders. And uh, that makes him the guy clear cut. Yeah. Just a, just a terrible week for Alexander Madison. I see we got our guy, Derek Richard talking about early notification. My Denzel, woo, he's fired up TJ Hawkinson profile pick. Uh, big Alexander Madison truther. And I know this has been a, a terrible week for him because he not only had the, the fumbles this past week, but now he gets now now he gets uh, Cam Akers 
joining the fold for the Vikings. And I know there's a lot of guys that were buying Alexander Madison rook cards before the season. I mean, look at his ADP, man. He was getting up into that, uh, what, like fourth, fifth round territory? I mean, I saw a lot of, of, you know, 2019 rookie ticket autos for Alexander Madison getting up to $40, $50, just base cards right before the season started. He was getting steamed up by quite a few analysts and hobbyists alike. And, and, uh, now he's uh, he's in a between a rock and a hard spot. I think I know that it's unavoidable depending on how far he slides, but I think that for the most part we generally ignored him uh, in our best ball drafts. I know that you know you were high on a couple other guys in the backfield other than him, which worked out great because you didn't end up taking Madison early. You took a guy late and probably Ty Chandler. Uh, that, you know, maybe down the road sees a little bit of work. When you're taking a guy that late, you don't need him to necessarily produce. But if you're taking uh, Madison as your RB1 or RB2, you pretty much need value out of him. So uh, if you have Madison, I, I am a bit concerned. And I, I will say this. I don't necessarily think Akers comes in and changes the whole dynamic. They have the most banged up O-line in the league right now. It would be hard for anybody to run behind that line. Yeah, they, they, I, they I did think it's an alignment this week. I'm, I'm going with the committee. I, I would bet on them deploying, you know, a committee. And so ultimately you look at Kyron Williams as a massive winner here, and he's on the same offense as rookie phenom Puka Nakua now breaking NFL history with the amount of targets and receptions he's received through the first two games of his career. Uh, and, and so many people like, you know, uh, even if you look at his next-gen stats and look at his success rates by route, um, th they show all the routes where he's been successful, and he's been dominating all over the field, really. A lot of it's like intermediate, shorter and intermediate routes, but he does have a, uh, a deep route or two sprinkled in there. And it sure seems like, you know, when you go back and look at his college resume, believe it or not, Puka Nakua led the draft class in targets per route run uh, I don't know if it was throughout his entire college uh, tenure or if it was just a senior year, but I did see that stat earlier by, from a reputable uh, fantasy analyst, and I was uh, I was pretty pretty interested. I know a couple guys have talked about Puka. I talked about him once, and not obviously enough. I would have loved to have gotten a lot more exposure to him because his cards have gone up like five thousand million percent in the past week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he he was a guy that looked really good in camp, and and honestly, you know, we we all know that camp doesn't necessarily mean everything, but he had enough steam that he did affect uh, how people were drafting in best ball, and people were taking him, you know, late. And then I saw him sliding down from 18th, 17th, 16th. I see him going into 15th, 14th once in a while, and I don't have a ton, a ton of them because of uh, kind of when he got turned on, but uh, I did get quite a few Stafford Puka drafts towards the very end right before week one so man i'm hoping those pull out mm, i hope they do too man i hope they do too i'll tell you one guy who has blown up this week and uh that is jerome ford man now this is a guy i, I drafted a ton of and I, I bought a ton of his rookie cards in fact i believe i've got one over here in a bubble mailer i really have got to open up uh, as soon as possible to get that thing listed because the Nick Chubb injury, which was absolutely brutal, Steve, on Monday night, 
I was uh, I was actually in an airplane watching that, and I I had to look it up whenever whenever we landed because that thing I had to see it. They wouldn't show it on the streams. I I just had to, but some uh, some guy on Twitter put together like a boomerang of it. And it was like brutal. So it was like after 10 seconds of that, uh, it was just like uh, my head was spinning. So I had to shut that down real quick because that was gnarly, man. Apparently, it's a very similar um, type of blow that he took to a planted leg back in college. And now he's he's, he's going to be sidelined for a, a year with that one, man. That was, that was a bad one. So Jerome Ford, though. The process uh, panned out, so we're feeling good about that. I, I had sold out of all the Jerome Ford cards I had listed on eBay. Jacob, uh, Steve, I mean, how'd you, how'd you do on uh, Jerome Ford this week? Same, man, same. Uh, 8 to 10x on uh, the ones I picked up, so I hope you guys did the same. And, uh, you know, here's one of the things. is a guy that's a big speculation, like a Jerome Ford, you know, Andy, you, you demonstrated that when you picked up that gold out of 10, you know, you got that for a steal and uh, I sold that too early. Like I, 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 uh, eight X to my money on that before this even happened. So I, I sold it for 85, but I can only imagine if I had wait, you know, if, if I said, no, I'm, I, I'm going to take, you know, minimum 115 and then the injury rolls around to Chubb and all of a sudden Ford rips off 65 yard run become this is you know night of obviously since then they've signed Kareem Hunt so it was a very it could have been a time obviously like Alexander Madison there's still this ambiguity around the opportunity heading into the upcoming weeks so um Steve I can only imagine what that card would have went for <laughs> had I had I not sold it to Hundo maybe Two hundo, there you go. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I mean he he came in in uh, the long runs is going to show people that he's a playmaker, you know. And uh, they already said that he's the starting running back. So uh, I've I've watched a few other podcasters talk about Kareem Hunt, and they're afraid he's going to really cut in. I'll be honest, if that was true. He would have been signed somewhere if he was a bona fide threat to playing time. I don't buy it. I think he'll be a breather running back that's familiar with the system. You know, I'm not saying go out and spend your bankroll on Ford, but uh, definitely for fantasy purposes now, he's definitely a guy that you should hang on to. So we got Alex Trevino in the chat. Derek's uh, full of jokes, man. He, he loves the joke. It's the time to jump on Ronnie Rivers before he hits. And, uh, <laughs> Ronnie Rivers, he's on the Rams depth chart as well as a what is he undrafted, undrafted free agent from last year out of Fresno State. He had a one percent snap share last week, zero targets, one target though for one reception and four yards in Week One. Or uh, no, 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 excuse me, that was Week Two. The week One, he had a one percent. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know okay. what. Um, on, a, on a more serious note, since we're talking the Rams, everyone's talking about Puka, and rightfully so, but you should be talking about Tutu Atwell also. Mm. The amount of fantasy points he's putting up and not getting the uh, the necessary credit he should be getting because of his teammate that's uh, outshining him a bit. If you had him as a starter and his name wasn't Tutu Atwell, but it was Calvin Ridley, 
you'd be happy with the fantasy production. So if you can go out and get a 2-2 out, well, I guarantee he's probably on your waiver wire in a 10-man league. Go grab him up. Yeah, I've seen quite a few 2-2 Atwell pickups in, in our league. And it's interesting because the guy, you know, the guy runs a uh, 4-4, 40-yard dash. He's got some speed. He's on the smaller side. If you look at that, 5-9, 155. I mean, it's it's quite the smaller side. Uh, best comparable to Jalen Saunders here. And it's uh, high agility, high 40-yard dash, but uh, with that size – not gonna, not gonna um, add up to a high, a high, high to just a speed score. But look at these dominant metrics from college, Steve, and this actually propelled him into the second round there from two years ago. Which, with that that type of uh, rookie class, I bet you there's a healthy supply of Tutu Atwell on COMC with some decent opportunities. The one thing I is it that's interesting we'll have to look at is what is the current timetable for cooper cup who do the who do the uh rams play this week and i mean obviously as long as matt stafford's back there and he's slinging it i I think that all these receivers for the rams are investable because they they all have potential to spike maybe not ronnie rivers but two two well, while you got that pulled up, Andy, I think it's worth noting that we were definitely both right on the over for that game, and uh, the chat was in heavy disagreement. But uh, we were we were nailing them last week. Hey, and guess what? I finished one hundredth place in a weekly winners, and I won a hundred dollars yeah, this buddy. past week. I actually looked at it, and I'm thinking, man, I should have done more weekly winners because I saw the roster that I won with, and I'm like, man, I should have done more weekly winners because. That roster is still going. It, it made me a hundred dollars last week. It's got a potential to make me another hundred this week. So, you know, it's it's a roster that could potentially just keep it on giving every week. It's playing. It, it's paying for all my pickums that don't hit. But I'm bound and determined to get one this week, Steve, because uh, we've got another special pickum here for all the underdog fantasy users. Lamar Jackson of just a half a yard. Just a half a yard for Lamar Jackson. So there's your one pick to parlay, trying three extra money. And you could potentially string all five. Now, look at our results, Steve. We uh I I did get two out of three there, man. It was close. Three out three out of five. Uh we're gonna keep we're gonna keep swinging this bat until we start hitting them. And the weekly winners wins, uh that that or the one that I had this week definitely helps pay pay for the pickums yeah man you got to deviate and you know when you're going for the five legger you got to know that your odds are quite low to hit all five but you don't have to get them all all the time because that's why it pays 20 to one yes sir that's right man that 20 to one is what we're after hey well welcome in uh, alex jason van castle what's up jay kid uh alex says they are they sleeping on tutu uh, I think we might try and snipe some tutu here in just a second live on the stream. Oh, we got Rhino cards in the house, man. You know what's cool about tutu is, you know, if you were opening product and there was a guy that you were hitting, you a lot of people were hitting tutu cards and just being like, ah, man, you know, I was going for player X instead. <laughs> so there's definitely yeah. like a suppression on his price because there was no demand 
now there's a demand and you could maybe get in before the demand is, you know, higher than you're willing to pay. Yeah. Alex also wants us to touch on the Bowman first releasing in October. Do you plan on pre-ordering? I tried to pre-order it. It, it was, uh, we lost Steve. See, this is so egregious. We lost Steve. He probably dropped to try and go order some Bowman University Chrome first 2023. It's going to have Shador Sanders. It's going to have Travis Hunter. It's going to have Drake May. I don't know. It's going to have a bunch of really hyped uh, college players first. That little first logo in the top uh, right of that card is important. That has picked up a lot of um, of collectors, you know, coming from the, the history they have with baseball. And, and that has definitely picked up a lot of steam with collectors in the football market. And so this thing sold out so quick at $99 a hobby box on the Tops website, on the, the distributor's website that had it at that price. So now you've got to buy it through secondary marketplaces or th through the distributor, but at a much higher price. Um, that's that's supply and demand right there. So I, I'll have to go look, Steve. Do you know how much the Bowman University Chrome uh, 2023 is now reselling for? You said it was a hundred before. Yeah, it was a hundred on the initial release. I think one fifty would be a safe guess. What are we looking at? Is it? Are you looking on eBay? Yeah, I am now. Just pulling it up on eBay. I am interested to see what it's now uh, going for. Because Shadur Sanders is driving that. And he's, his, their schedule gets considerably tougher here from what I understand. I'm not the college football expert that carter is but from looking um at the the future schedule yesterday i was reading something about it on twitter yeah look this has gone up to 130 dollars here uh this is sold by it now today there's one of 150 yeah about 150 about 150 oh there's one that went well that's 2022 with Bryce Young on the cover, who is now dealing with a mysterious ankle injury, Steve. That is going to give rise to the red rifle this weekend, man. We're going to get to see the red rifle for the Carolina Panthers slinging it. Uh, he's He's been on the sidelines coaching up Bryce Young. Br Bryce Young played the entire game, but all of a sudden they announced it uh, yesterday or today in practice. I saw the tweet earlier that Bryce Young is going to miss this week uh, with, a, with a mystery ankle injury. I don't know if, uh, if I would imagine that they're benching him this early. Uh, so I, I kind of have to, I guess, think they're telling the truth. But, yeah, we are going to see some red rifle this weekend from the 0-2 Panthers. Does that, does that excite you at all, Steve? Uh, to some degree. I, I think that what it might show you is that uh... – you know, if the offense suddenly becomes functional, uh, you may have to pin some of that on the rookie, which, you know, again, he's a rookie. But, uh, hey, man, Andy Dalton's been around the league. He knows what's up. And uh, whether anyone wants to believe it or not, 
you know, uh, Fields' rookie year, he outplayed Fields. Not that that's necessarily saying a lot right now, but he actually made the receivers on that team very productive. Darnell Mooney had 1,200 yards. Darnell Mooney's rookie year in 2020 with Dalton throwing him the ball. So just keep that in mind. Awesome. Yeah, will do. And then Derek's coming in clutch with the Colorado schedule. Yeah, that, that was it. They're playing Oregon. They're totally outmatched there on paper. Derek says it's going to be a bloodbath. And then uh, they play USC. So they have a, a very tough upcoming schedule. So some guys are predicting the hype for Colorado Buffaloes to fall. Uh, thundering, welcome in, my man. Welcome in. He said football Thursday night is stopping all the time. Maybe that was uh, Daniel Jones glitching up the screen with the, some of the goofy stuff that he does. Um, J-Kid J and Rhino said we can get those hobby boxes from Dave and Adams or Steel City for 130 I would prefer to get it from a distributor because it's, you, you, the delivery is going to be more consistent. You know, uh, I have a higher level of faith that the distributor hasn't tampered with the box. I think it's cool. I think that it's cool that you can get a hobby product for 130 because, as you know, Andy, with the hobby product or even, heck, the retail product of a football product box, you know, up we're looking upwards of that for just about any of the sets. So I think that's pretty cool. Obviously, college has a little bit less of a magnifying glass on it as far as the trading card hobby goes. But we've seen over the past year or two that there is a massive demand for these guys that are coming out with Bowman firsts that will be drafted in this upcoming year. And if they're going to be drafted in the following year and you have their Bowman first, that's going to be a, a hold for a year or two until those guys get drafted. That's true, man. There you and go. Our, our guy, Derek, moving, moving his card. He got at the National, the 101. Bowman U. I, I heard Derek made a big profit on his on his Bowman University gold vinyl one of one Michael Penix. Sick flip on that. Congratulations there. So it just goes to show you that, hey, you can prospect as young as you want. I mean, as young as you want. If they have cards that are, uh, especially if they have cards that are uh, Bowman University. And only a handful of those guys, uh, you know, once they get drafted and have pro uniforms, only a handful of those guys' cards are going to retain long-term value, but you know, the guys that do stick around for a longer time. But this could be a, a different trend in the football football card hobby because, as you see with baseball, the Bowman first is considered the true rookie. But the difference between baseball and football is the Bowman first often has the player in a pro uniform. I noticed that. I noticed that with the guys that submitted baseball cards to be graded. And I was like, that's the big differentiator. And that's why probably the Bowman first for football it's, it's, it, it'll be their true rookie card for college, but then there's also going to be a true rookie card for the NFL, right? Right. And that's the weird thing about collecting baseball is there's two, two uh, desirable cards for a player. There's their Bowman first and then their true rookie. So uh, they actually considered that as two separate rookie cards. 
a Bowman first has its own classification. It's like a pre-rookie card and then a rookie card. Pre-rookie card, rookie card. Yeah, makes sense, man. Makes sense. As speaking of rookie cards, you shared this snipe with me before the stream. Uh, they get it up in time. It ended just uh, a few minutes ago. But this is your passing yards leader in the NFL right now through two weeks, everybody. Tua Tagovailoa, Tungavailoa, however you want to say it. Uh, Spectra, uh, 24 out of 25, sick patch, PSA 9. I, I mean, the patch is, would you call that a sick patch? I mean, that's a decent patch. I want to call it sick it's patch. It's two-color. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I mean, that's... That's the minimum you're looking for, typically, if you're trying to invest. It's from Steve's favorite set, everybody. Spectra. Yes, Spectra is. here. <laughs> sticker uh, sticker, pink auto and PSA 9, 360 uh, with the serial number out of 25. I think that's a great buy, honestly. It feels like it's definitely got upside if he continues to play. Uh, I mean, he will continue to play the way he is playing as long as he's healthy. I think that's the only thing holding him back. There's still some people that refuse to invest in the Tua stock because they're afraid of him getting another concussion and then him being done. Yeah, I'm still not convinced as far as last year goes that those were separate concussions or that he just hadn't recovered from the first one. So I think that the the fear and and him getting another concussion is validated, but um, he's obviously elite, and you should be treating that as such. Yeah, yeah, because the upside is massive, and then besides Tua, it's our man playing right now. The hottest, you know, rising quarterbacks through the first two weeks is definitely got to be Brock Purdy and Tua, wouldn't you say, Steve? Yeah, man, the the party hype is continuing. Um, Niners are winning right now. We'll we'll go. We'll see what happens in the fourth quarter if they even jog, jog the starters out there. The Giants are they're not looking good, but what can you expect against the San Fran defense? So yeah, Purdy's in a great spot, and you know for a while he had very few rookie cards printed. He has quite a bit more now, but. Again, it comes down to who's hot, and the Niners are hot, therefore Purdy is hot. Man, two of your favorite quarterbacks are dipping the most. I mean, they're one of them you could say is tanking with what's going on with the Bears right now. Justin Fields, based honors, PSA 10, down 30%. And then I saw uh, his base prism right here down 30%. I mean, it looks like his... Stock is tanking right now. 0-2, not looking good. Now you got scandals with coaches. You've got uh, Fields admitting that he's not getting coached. I saw analysis on Twitter of them of, of, of them talking about how he's got to be quicker and he needs to do this and that. And it's like, is the question is, is any of the coaches telling him this? Is, is there any reliable coaches on the Chicago Bears? Uh, and, and could this... Could this because you know, Steve, we're in the third year for these 2021 quarterbacks. As you're kind of heading into that period where you've got to either extend him or now's the time to cut him loose after this season. And if the Bears tank again, if the Bears get that number one overall pick and go for the Caleb Williams, which would just be terrible for Justin Fields, uh, you know, card dynasty future. 
for sure. Here's the whole thing. I mean, for the same reason people hate on fields, they admire Anthony Richardson. So uh, is he dead in the water? No, I think he's he's got some time. He's got a little bit of a longer leash than I'd hate to admit, but um, it, he does kind of look lost out there, and I don't necessarily think it's 100% his fault. The play calling is just outright terrible. Uh, the line has been okay at best, and it's just a hot mess. Like you said, there's problems with the coaches. You know, the, the D coordinator, you know, just got uh, raided by the feds you know, for some nefarious reasons. So it's just mm. bad across the board. That's not the uh, vibe you want in an organization or in the locker room. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Fields did call out the coaches. I don't know if you saw that. And then kind of, mm-hmm. like, walked it back a little bit later. But you know what? Maybe he's justified. Maybe he is, you know. Some people would say that that's poor taste. But, you know, at one point, are you the only person that can – take heat for what's going on you know he's the face of the franchise true but can he be the only one getting blamed you know what i mean no he can't be he he, there's no way man there's no way i think you got some some bright spots on that team i'm excited about the the development i've seen in roshan johnson uh i also think that there is potential there for darno mooney to have some games i mean this you guys got potential uh, it's just, man, it's just, yeah, you guys are dealing with so many issues uh, from coaching that it's it's just killing y'all right now. Um, and uh, yeah, so is this a dip that you're uh, that you're buying still? It, it, like, has it gone low enough that you're like, yeah, man, I'm I'm gonna buy, or are you nervous and you're like, ah, I'm gonna wait and see what happens? Funny you should say that, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> What's Steve got? I already bought it. PSA 10 Mosaic Fields. Probably down. It's got to be. Well, I don't know if across the board where it's at, but I got it for probably less than half as it normally would go for before the season started. So uh, that's the spot that I am feel safe with uh, investing with the numbers that they're at right now. So. Uh, you know, you can get a mosaic PSA 10 in any of the various colors seemingly for under 60 bucks. And, you know, they would routinely go for, you know, probably 120 and up. So it's a, it's a pretty safe bet. You know, if he puts a couple good games together, you should be able to retain, you know, uh, some of that 120 level selling potential. And if he does really well, it's even higher than that. But, you know, if he bombs out, it's not a $120 investment card. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's solid, man. Solid strategy. Um, I see Ryan. Ryan in the chat thinks that we have a similar situation with Anthony Richardson that we've got with Tua around the, the soft head um, and the concussions. Uh, Scummy Colts called the week one injury. Like I saw, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson. I've seen other quarterbacks bounce their head off the ground like that many times and they get right back up. Uh, wide receivers, running backs, but some players are, you know, uh, everybody's made differently. You know, some players have weaknesses and uh, that could be, that could, that could potentially be one. I mean, I think it's too early, but uh, cause we saw Kenny Pickett battle with some concussions early on. 
um, as well, man. But these guys, you know, uh, some of these runs that he makes, I mean, he <laughs> he may be a big dude and has has a an, an insane height adjusted speed score, but that does not stop you from getting knocked off your feet by these massive uh, NFL defensive players. So he thinks that the week one knee injury was a, a concussion as well. So maybe they brought him back too quick. And now the second concussion, this could pile up to what happened to Tua last year. Hopefully that doesn't happen because Anthony Richardson has looked great. His efficiency is passing accuracy. Um, his 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 yard rushing ability yards creation ability has been fantastic uh i i mean hey if this is gonna be the case i think we i steve i think we snipe some gardner Minshew, baby yeah no for sure i think <laughs> i think i might actually have one in my mail pile here too but i've been uh i've been trying to stay a step ahead with that and and uh i i actually would say something slightly different than what you said if you take away his two rushing touchdowns last week, which, you know, again, that's part of what's going to make him valuable. But uh, passing-wise, not good, man. Didn't, didn't look very good. And you saw an immediate improvement in the entire offense as soon as Minshew came in. So I, I think that if we noticed it, the coaches probably noticed it. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying they're going to go out there and just make an immediate change, but – you know, if they decide they want to contend this year, they may be have, having to make a tough decision soon. Oh, well, Minshew can contend. There's no doubt about it. And his his uh, passing accuracy and efficiency last week was lights out when he came in. He looked fantastic. But Richardson wasn't bad. Like, he's looked a lot better than Bryce Young. And... C.J. Stroud has been okay, but I'd say he's looked just as good as him in the passing department. And you know what? He He's going to throw more. He's going to get more passing yards. So if, if you're holding on to anybody that is uh, that is a receiver on the Colts, you know, you probably want Minshew in there. Yeah, so, I mean, look, 6 for 10 last week. That's 60% completion percentage. Uh, no interceptions. That's good. You know, it's not bad. It's not the 19 for 23 for 171 yards and a touchdown with a 43-yard long pass that Gardner Minshew put up and a 112 quarterback rating, but um, it, it's pretty solid. Obviously, C.J. Stroud threw the ball a ton last week, also took a bunch of sacks, but yeah, I mean, that uh, AR stat line, I think, was a lot better than what people were expecting him to be. And even in week one, when he threw the ball for 37 times, 24 for 37. So, you but, know, once again, a much, much higher than a 50%. I mean, once again, you're looking at a 65% completion percentage. Yeah, but Andy, what is the yards per attempt? Uh, it's low. It's low. Yeah. Now that could be by design. Six yards per attempt compared to CJ Stroud's eight point three last week. Uh, six yards per attempt is low, but he is he is a rookie. Uh, it's not. No, I think we're gonna see a lot more production out of out of these guys. Michael Pittman Jr., maybe Alec Pierce. Even though I think I think I'm back in the he stinks category for Alec Pierce. 
but I am I am totally, you know, I've always been on board the Gardner Minshew train going back to his rookie season. But I will, uh, I will say this. The first guy targeted when Minshew came in the in the game was Alec Pierce. So for whatever reason, Richardson doesn't really look his way. Uh, but if Minshew starts this week, I'm calling it Alec Pierce's first career touchdown this week. Alec Pierce hasn't had a touchdown yet? No. All, I, I think all their touchdowns have been either rushing or uh, Pittman is the only one I think that's had a receiving touchdown. Uh, I'm still I'm 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 still not buying him, Steve. But I will I will try and snipe me some Gardner Minshew. I I don't really don't know what his prices have done as a result of the the news for the starts. I'll pull up his graded market, pull up his uh, autograph rookie cards here on COMC. So easy to do, too, man. And then, like, man, just such uh, an easy way if you want to flip cards without ever having to take physical possession. COMC.com. It's, like, almost as easy, almost as easy as putting promo code Quest in on underdogfantasy.com and getting a 100% instant deposit bonus to play pickums. I'll go over a couple of my mail items here. Uh, I showed off my first off the line gold prism commit a couple weeks ago. This guy here. And since then, I got the. There's a lighting there. The white sparkle. Oh, oh, hold on. Let me blow you up, brother. <laughs> Got the white sparkle on the cheap. Whoops, I got rid of you. Whoop, there we go. Hold on. <laughs> Bam. Cole Comet. The Cole Comet. And then I actually got the true gold as well out of 10. Well, I'm sure it's been it it's been pretty easy to pick those up, huh? Yeah, they haven't really gotten the passing attack going, so it does make things quite a bit easier. Uh, Andy, the uh, the new sweet level from Select, Brian Robinson, is the new uh, the top tier for the base cards. The sweet level, so I got the silver Brian Robinson. B Rob, B Rob is blowing up. He's another guy like Kyron's new bell cows, man. New bell cows of twenty twenty three, like uh, Kyron Williams and Brian Robinson. Another guy that you should have your eyes on, Cade Otten. Kate on massive snap share got lit up last week with targets from Baker. Now yeah. two and zero Buccaneers. Pink velocity. The guy's on the field more than anybody. How and much you pick that, that up for? Like five bucks. Enjoy. I got a that, that pink pink velocity's numbered out of seventy nine too, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah, seventy nine. Love those. And I got a cracked ice uh, patch card of our guy. Number out of 25, Jared Goff. Nice. Just a little something something that I found is on a deal. So Buy, buying the dip by the week again. Buying a little dip on, on Goffy. I don't think there's a dip. I mean, what what did he do wrong other than have his first interception in like four, almost four hundred pass attempts? Hey, just you know, I just I, I just look at a Jared Goff as as a guy that is gonna be closely tied to his win loss record of his team. 
you know, because those Lions fans are uh, they're 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 on the like the edge of the end of the rope, you know, so to speak. After I guess the diehard ones aren't, but there's a lot of people that have jumped on the Lions bandwagon that I think a lot of it is going to be closely correlated with the Lions win loss record. So if they don't keep winning games, regardless of how good Jared Goff plays, I think he kind of fizzles. He just kind of flatlines. Like I'm looking at his graded market right now, Steve, you can see they have kind of, kind of leveled out here a little bit. There's some, some little bit of increases like his optic hollow went from 150 to 165. Uh, there's a $200 buy it now, 220 buy it now on his base prism PSA 10. Some, I mean, you got to admit, those are some impressive numbers. I mean, that you can see that they're still going up. And uh, the, the Lions, you know, they did lose this week and it wasn't on him. Somehow the side that Hutchinson was blitzing from was just getting eviscerated in the passing game. And there was not only holding all game, but there was holding on the last play of the game, Andy. I don't know if you saw that. They replayed it after the game was over, and Hutchinson got held again, which is what cost the game on the last play. So hopefully they get that sorted out uh, so we can actually see, you know, the Lions doing what they've been doing, and that's balling out. Well, his cards, they're about neck and neck with Dak Prescott right now still. So... It's uh, Dak Prescott hasn't had to do nearly as much as Jared Goff because their defense is not. I mean, their defense is is balling out, lights out, pressure rate. Now, they did just lose Trayvon Diggs this week to an ACL tear in practice. So the secondary is going to be downgraded, which could lead to some interesting shootouts. But obviously, they've got probably the highest pressure rate in, in the league right now, besides like the Steelers or something. Yeah. I think even at, if at a downgraded corner, the rest of the team's good enough that it's not, uh, it, it, it is a hit, but it's not like the Dallas Cowboys suck all of a sudden. I pulled Micah Parsons in, uh, which is, this is interesting because yeah, he's got a, he's for a defensive player. He's got a really good, graded population report you can see in the past 30 days he's actually had more sales on his psa 10 fireburst and it's actually doubled in value uh compared to you know dak jared goff in terms of volume micah's popping up all over the place with some massive increases Look at look at his optic hollow PSA ten up to almost of what the twenty sixteen <laughs> prism silver out standard out of the box okay. that year for rookies. Andy, let's see that next to the Jamar Chase. I gotta know. I gotta know, man. Yeah, same same. Oh yeah. So that that was the second guy that I was gonna ask you about buying the dip on is Joey B. I mean, yeah. I bought, we kind of have to figure I out. Bro, last night actually. You did. Okay, so I think it's important that we figure out because, look, Jamar Chase down 20. Like, if you drafted Jamar Chase in the first round of your fantasy league, you are really sucking right now. Like, you're <laughs> sucking wind. You know, it's it's your concern. Um, but, yeah, look at that base Donruss PSA 10, a trend of $25 down 25%. That is uh, half of what the new Micah Parsons trend is. 
And then you have his Prism PSA 10 down 20%. Oh, there you got a Jamar Fireburst uh, on the same same page as the Parsons. So, uh, wow. Wow. More than double. Yeah, man. So there's there, there's 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 that been a, a big interest consider buying because let's be honest, I don't have a lot of Jamar Chase, and it's not because I don't like him, but his stuff has been so expensive, just like Micah Parsons is. And I'll be honest, I didn't think there was a lot more room for Parsons stuff to go up, but man, that bubble is just ready to pop. Well, I I think that you guys should hold on. One more week to buy your Jamar Chase because of this right here. Uh, Joe Burrow remains day-to-day but concedes giving him time is best. Apparently, it's he's going to – this this injury, this calf injury may hold him out a lot longer this year than we think. Uh, I think he came back too quick is from what I'm reading. Uh, here's the other little um, excerpt about it. And Joe Burrow's like, basically like, we'll see. So clearly he's not even close to a hundred percent. They, they just, they just traded away their backup quarterback uh, to another team. And so they're on like, uh, I can't, I can't remember who it was. It, it would, oh, it was Will Greer, Will Greer there. That's right. Will Greer's picked up by the Patriots if I remember correctly. And so now the the Bengals are down to Jake Browning, who's never started a game before. It would be his first career start. And so I think Jake Browning is going to get this start. Uh, my expectations are not high at all. Yeah, no, the the dip, I did notice dip on Jamar stuff when I was already looking. And uh, there's definitely a dip on burrow and seeing what i saw with the uh the burrow heights when they went to the super bowl i know that uh where those cards can be and probably even higher if they actually go all the way and win it so both of those guys present a unique opportunity where they may not win for a week or two or maybe longer depending on uh how bad that injury is and andy in the first half he looked as bad as he did the previous week but finally, in the second half, he got his mojo back and was linking up with T. Higgins and throwing some nice, nice passes. It's just a shame that on the very, very end of the game, he did tweak it again. Yeah, man. So I, I think at this point, you pull up Joe Burrow. He's still holding kind of strong. You know, it's like we haven't seen as big of a dip in him that we've seen in uh, Jamar Chase or that we've seen in probably uh, Justin Herbert, even though, you know, Justin Herbert has been putting up some pretty big performances. It's like, you know, they're struggling. Once again, this, this win loss record for quarterbacks, man, is, is a big deal, you know? And right now, Steve, you look at the, the AFC, I feel like, this kind of it's kind of up in the air, man. It's kind of up in the air with a lot of teams in the mix. Who would you say right now do you think is the best team in the AFC? Ravens? 
Uh, man, that's a really good question. I'm gonna need a second. I'm gonna need a second to think about that real quick. Let me see here. I mean, the Ravens looked good. Uh, I the think Chiefs that, aren't the Chiefs aren't themselves that they were no. last year, and and they're 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 kind of hobbled. Which with Travis Kelsey, I, obviously, I think I've downgraded them a little bit. I'm gonna. But, I'm gonna stick with uh, the Dolphins, honestly. Oh yeah, the Dolphins. I forget that it's got to be. It's got to be the Dolphins. It's got to be the Dolphins. Or maybe the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens have have won two games, uh, which is great. I think that you can give the defense a lot of credit on that. They've really been holding teams to not a lot of points, only 50, uh, 33, excuse me, so far. So uh, if they can continue that, that's going to make them really hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, it's only been two weeks J-Kid, yeah, reminding us that it's only been two weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great, good point. It's only been two weeks, but this is this is where we're at, man. Through two weeks, the Dolphins are on top. You know, uh, they've got an incredible offense, an incredible system. They've got great, great coaching. It's a massive differentiator there. The, the Herbert market... I think could go down more, Steve. I think the Herbert market go down more. I think the Burrow market can go down more from these $130 to $150 base prism PSA 10s, which did not come silver out of the box for rookies in 2020. You know, here's the thing is, Herbert probably will have a really good game this week. But as you said, QB record is our QB value is tied to win-loss record, and they're playing the Vikings this week. So uh, looking here, the most points allowed this year, actually this, okay, other than the Bears or Giants, but in the AFC, they have the most points allowed with 63, and uh, they're playing the Vikings this week. So, man, fire up your Vikings in your starting lineups this week. Bink. And that leads me, Steve, to talking about who we should try and buy on the Vikings. And with Jordan, um, with, with, with Justin Jefferson being so expensive, man, so expensive across the board for all his cards, I, I throw him into this 2020 comparison. I'd be really interested to see where he stacks up against all these 2020 quarterbacks. And volume, it's it's not there. We got we got to scroll down a little bit. It's quite a ways. He also doesn't have the graded market. But I mean, he's got a. I mean, look, his Fireburst PSA ten, a hundred dollars up sixteen percent. The Select PSA ten fifty dollars up seventeen percent. Like over the past thirty days. I mean, these cards for Justin Jefferson, this market holds strong, super strong. Not quite at the level of the quarterbacks. Except on some cards, I'm sure he gets right up there, um, and uh, he gets a ton of uh, he gets he gets so much hype. It's it's just so expensive to buy into a, a decent card of his. Steve, this rookie Jordan Addison, very intriguing to me. So a good example of that is, uh, granted, he's a receiver, but a good another good example of that is uh, what's his name, Josh Allen and uh, Patrick Mahomes where even their, like, most base, undesirable college card 
is like a twenty thirty dollar plus card. So, you know, the the more hype, the more uh, cemented a guy gets built into, you know, the hobby's desirability tier. And as long as Jefferson stays healthy, he should be at the top of that. Um, you know, you're going to have people fighting down the chain to get as many cards of his as they can. And in some cases, it'll be even from sets that people don't really collect. Yeah. All kinds of cards start popping when you get to that level. I mean, the uh, the custom cards from Wildcard and any other ACO, ACEO custom artistic rend rend uh, rendering of a card pops $20, $30. So, so check this out. Jordan Addison, right? And I'm, I'm curious to see what his rookie market looks like now with Mosaic first off the line in the wild. And then you also have Mosaic Hobby Boxes being released tomorrow. Uh, for members, we do have a Hobby Box break. We have a Hobby Box coming uh, for members that we do at cost. So check that out. If you guys wanted to get a uh, to, to get in on that, patreon.com slash football cards. I think we have one, maybe one or two spots in the break open. Um, and we and we determine teams through an auction style fantasy football draft where you just pick from teams and you get a you get a budget. You start out, you get into the break, you get your budget, and then you you know you go and bid for the teams that you want. You get four teams. Uh, it's a pretty good deal, man. It's a pretty good deal. So I'm excited. Hopefully the guys come out. We get a big hit, Steve. Um, probably sometime next week. When I get the box and everything, but Jordan Addison, man, I'm looking for him. He's got his snap share has gone up from week one to week two from 56 to 69. Uh, and he also put up three receptions for 72 yards. He looks like the clear number two there uh, besides TJ Hawkinson, of course, who is the tight end one right now, Steve. I know you're happy to hear that. We both predicted that. I predicted that with Carter. If Kelsey, when Kelsey fell, and came up with the injury that TJ Hawkinson was going to take that crown. So far, uh, that has been the case. And uh, I, I'm excited for this Vikings offense just from a production standpoint. I, I don't care about the running backs anymore. I, I said I'm taking an L on Ty Chandler. I'm not buying anymore, but I'll stash his cards because he does run fast. He may pop in the future with the volatility of the running back position, but I definitely think I, I – want to re-up my exposure to Jordan Addison. I don't know if it's possible, but I think it's worth a try. Yeah, and uh, pretty much anybody on that offense that's a starter should warrant some kind of consideration for picking a few cards up. Uh, K.J. Osborne, you can get a rookie ticket auto for pretty cheap. Now, he's playing like – he's not playing in two wide receiver sets. He was week one, but not week two, so it's hard to say that uh, – that that's going to be a consistent thing or not. We've only seen two weeks, but he is the third receiver. And this is an offense that is just absolutely chucking the ball. So he does more in some value. Obviously, Jordan Addison is going to be way more desirable right now because he's the new hot, uh, fresh toy that they have. And everyone's going to be wanting the new card from the new product, etc. Clearly, that comes with a price tag, Andy, in what you're looking at there. So, but uh, man... You're right on the hawk thing. I've been beating that drum since 
late last year when they signed him, and uh, I knew with a full season he would probably be the guy and probably supplant Kelsey this year. So uh, it's looking that way. It is looking that way. Now, he did start off with that injury, which maybe gave him a slight head start. But even with uh, that being said, he's put up plenty of production that didn't necessarily need anyone to miss any time to keep himself in that spot. Dude, this 2023 mosaic, it really looks like the look at look at the little the way they did the letters. This almost looks like a uh, a shower wall in the bathroom. You know, where they put all the little tiles on the wall. The way they put it together and spelled it like that. They're taking mosaic to a whole new level. Now, this right here, with this product being so brand new, Steve. This is a 2023 Panini Mosaic Introductions Mosaic Silver. This is going to be one of their more common inserts, yeah. wouldn't you that, say, that, Steve? Yeah, no, that those are going to be, if it's like last year and the year before, those are not going to be hard to hit cards. And, yeah. you know, at some point, the price per card on those will be like in the five to 10 range. So you're, yeah. if you're paying 35 or anything near it, you are just purely putting your hands over the freshly lit stove because you're just trying to catch some of that heat, you know? Yeah, and you're going to get burned on that one buying it at 35. So definitely want to target those in like a a $5 or under. Now, when I saw the design of these release, uh, a couple things I noticed, Steve. They flipped the orientation for the NFL debut to give it a little bit more, you know, distinguish, distinguishing features. And, uh, and then also this design, they tried to add some depth to it. You know, it looks like the players in like this portal, space portal thing. All right, not bad. I like I, I like that orange one that you just had up, though. I don't like the price, but uh, you know, when things settle down, that'll be the kind of card that I would typically advocate uh, somebody going for. Yeah, I mean, I'm out on I'm out on the uh, the base. NFL debut stuff like that. Uh, definitely not buying any redemptions. You can't convince me to buy a redemption. Uh, a green swirl for 775, 10 out of 11. Uh, no watchers yet, man. That's a steep price. I mean, it's a cool card, but golly, 775. Are you crazy? But it's a brand new product. I mean, he could he could spike this week. He could have a four touchdown game. You know, I don't. I still don't see someone buying this for seven seventy five. Steve, even if he had a four touchdown game and broke some kind of rookie Justin Jefferson record, I I just don't see it happening. No, I don't either. But I think that again, it's in a, it's going to be an emotional purchase for someone. Somebody that's uh, looking to buy that is going to be hitting that best offer button, and I would be willing to bet the seller would probably take like three, three fifty. That's still too high in my opinion, but that's probably what's going to happen. Let's see what's sold. Okay, we got a base NFL debut selling for six. You get in for Jordan Addison twelve times first off the line hobby boxes for one sixty. Wow. Uh, so it's a, it's a case, man. Someone bought the, well, I'd have to go pull that up at one thirty point. I don't think that's the exact price. Red, the red has some nice color match to the Vikings. eh, Steve, 
This one did pretty well, about 20, 25 bucks. I like that. It looks nice. I want to see like a, uh, if they're doing that yellow variation this year, that'll look really good with the purple. A lot of draft picks, very, very new products. So we're very much like giving you guys live day one results here. So I think if we go 2023 mosaic, go football, uh, we have to figure out, I think if we go minus breaks, right? Minus break, do that. That should take out. Yeah, there we go. Wow. There we go, baby. Look at the sold results here of 2023 Mosaic. Got a couple Bryce Young horizontally formatted NFL debuts. Silvers, $41 in auction today. 56 for the red. I always wondered, you know, if you're if you're dropping that that money on that uh, new product and you're spending that, like, are you just genuinely an enthusiast because the that card will not be flipped uh, unless you literally have it in your hand and know someone or you own a hobby shop and you know that uh, you know you have another potential buyer for it right away. Got Ty Chandler in the hat oh. in, in the house, man. Oh, he's, man. He's got to be bummed out about the Cam Akers news, man. I'm I'm holding strong, Ty. I got the cards, man. You just stay wrapped up in bubble wrap over there, brother. Um, and when, when Cam Akers goes down, when Alexander Madison fumbles again and or goes down again, he's going to end up in, in the Antonio Gibson doghouse, and then it's going to be the Ty Chandler show, just like it's the Brian Robinson show over in over in Washington. But Ty, to be clear, Ty, Jerome Ford was my number one like late round running back that I was buying all off season. Sorry, buddy, but you know that Browns offensive line is way better than yours, so is what it is, man. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, gone and scoured through the early best ball drafts that we did, Andy. You know, we were drafting in late May, I think. I mean, we were going for a hot minute, and uh, I know that for probably the first month or two, you know, a, a really popular late-round pick was Jerome Ford. So I know that between me, you, and Derek, and, you know, some of the other guys in here, we have the uh, the grip on the, the Jerome Ford play early in the season. <laughs> Oof, we got a big one. We found a big one. Uh, buy it now for Anthony Richardson, a gold mosaic numbered out of 10. It was listed for $3,500, Steve. All right, people, time to take your guesses. Time to take your, your guesses, and I will buy you a beer at the next national. We're going to go pull this up on 130 point. What, that, what that sold for there? Yeah, you, you, you're guessing what this sold for. It's a beautiful card. Man, beautiful. This is the gold. This is the gold right I here. Think uh, was that, let's see, what's the sell date on that? Does it say? Today. Today? Today. I'll say 1900. I think, so if, got, it was before, I think if it was before the injury, I would have guessed more. So Derek's got uh, 2649. Uh, Oren said that AR was listed yesterday, sold in 24 hours. 
Ryan says fourteen hundred fifty-eight. Uh, Jay Kidd says seventeen hundred. Ty Chandler said thirty-one sixty-nine. Uh, Oren says two K. Jacob says twenty-four. Okay. Let's see. Let's let's let it rip. I'm over to one third point.com. Copy and paste and. Ooh, 2,500. Jacob. Jacob. Uh, Jacob got it, man. Jacob got it. Good that deal, brother. Cash money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, the question is, does it have upside at that price? I guess the best way to find out would be to go look at prior draft classes, uh, recent ones. We... Brock Purdy's in Mosaic, isn't he? Maybe maybe yeah. that's not the best, but with Kenny Pickett's in Mosaic, I think Kenny Pickett would be a, an interesting one to look at, especially with some nice color match there for the Steelers. You know what's wild to me is, you know, we track this stuff a lot. Once a week we're on here doing some comparisons and stuff like that. You know, we can go back and look at, you know, when we were talking about when you could have got the uh, Hertz rookie ticket autos for like around $200, you know, if you're dropping uh, $2,400, $2,500, you could have bought 12 rookie ticket autos of Jalen Hurts. Think about that now in comparison. That's why to me, that seems like a, a kind of a foolish purchase. I'm not sure what the upside on that card is. I mean, he would have to be the best QB in the NFL to make money on that. Yeah, I think so because I'm finding Kenny Pickett's for a thousand bucks and number eight out of eight with the jersey match. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that right there. That's uh rookie Kenny Pickett gold mosaic eight out of eight jersey number book in. I mean, dear God, that's the only thing that's wrong with that card is in a PSA eight slab. So you crack that thing out, you're still not even sniffing. $2,500. The problem with Pickett is outside of that one preseason game, which was like a drive or two, uh, he still looks like the same guy as last year. And I was kind of warning people that that's just a dangerous game to play because I think his cards are incredibly overpriced and you're paying for the name recognition. So there's definitely a lot of other places you can look and uh, this might be a good time to get out before it's too late. All right, then let's look at a 2021 Trevor Lawrence gold mosaic. He he should have some solds, right? Five hundred sixty dollars. Five sixty for a, a NFL debut gold mosaic out of ten PSA nine. There's a yeah. auction today. That's, I mean, look that... here's his prism no huddle gold auto eight out of ten. With a rookie auto for a thousand twenty-five auction right before the season started, I yeah. So I mean, I, I think that's pretty much all the research you need, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could go to Joe Burrow if you really want to convince yourself not to spend that twenty-five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I think that the Burrow is going to probably be in line price-wise. I, I don't even think the Burrow is going to get there. I'm interested to see if the Borough gets there. Joe Burrow, Gold Mosaic. It's going to oh, be a hard bad. card to find, Steve. Yeah, because there's the Gold re gold Reactive. Okay. 
gold fluorescent prism. All right. That one might have to be disqualified because it's an error. Yeah. It's also BGS 95. There's bound to be one. There's bound to be one. He he may he may get there now that now that I've seen that. But here's the oh wait. There it is. Yeah, there's a gold oh, weight. That's out of 17. That's out of 17. I mean, yeah, but 17, 10. Uh, and this is a PSA 9. Mm, and it's NFL debut, though. So you're, you're probably right. So we've literally just compared Anthony Richardson to the same value on that sold gold mosaic from for him to that of Joe Burrow. So when you when you consider that, it's like, oh my God, that person overpaid like you would not believe, you know? And, you know, this is another thing, and this is why we stress, like, if, if you pulled that out of a pack, as cool of a card as that is, that's a sell. That's an immediate sell. And we learned that same thing with Trey Lance because there's A, no guarantee he pans out, and B, that product will never be hotter than it is right now when it just came out. So we got the gold disco. No, oh, this is the no huddle from first off the line. NFL debut once again, but PSA 10 this time. Listed for 6500 This is the Joe Burrow. Sold back in July. What do you guys think this one went for? Oh, man. Put here. $4,200. Let's see. Five grand. Five grand. So you figure if it wasn't graded, thirty-five hundred, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. I don't know. The the Rashi Rice hope in hype continues with this kind of sold price, forty-nine ninety-nine mosaic. Uh, red, mo red. I don't think that's actually red. I just think that's the mosaic rookie auto. I kind of like what they did with the rookie auto this year, Steve. I I haven't seen this, but if this is the base rookie auto, it's just like like the silver prism. You know, it's just right. the card, the same card as the base, but with the rookie autograph. I think that's smart, man. And they right. just instead add the silver of in it. it. Look like an insert. It looks more yeah. like a base card with an auto, which is what yeah. people want. I don't like it when they make it look like an insert because I think that uh, takes away takes away from some of the uh, kind of like some of the chase appeal, you know. Right, people want the the same reason they want the NFL they want the rookie instead of the NFL debut is the same reason they want the base card with the auto rather than an insert version. Mm-hmm. $35. That was listed at 50, sold for 35. Compared to his mosaic draft picks rookie auto, uh September 19th for 23. I think that was an auction. Golly, man. This is uh this this dude's still getting a pretty big rookie. Fear of missing out and Chiefs bonus, I, I think is what I'm clearly seeing here. Man, twenty two fifty for the college draft pick for That's wild to me. 
but hey, that's that's the rookie hype. That's the new product hype. That's we see it, like Jacob said, every year with QBs and and with position players too. So, I mean, there's Jameer Gibbs three hundred man. Good good on them for moving that right away because everyone. I think everyone just assumed that he was getting the lion's share of the work. But Andy, I think we knew better. So we've been. No, I did not know better, but I should not have put that much trust into the Lions coaching staff because, well, like, when David Montgomery goes down, we thought for sure the number 12 overall draft pick is going to see the the bulk of the, the carry share and opportunity share this past week in a big profile game against the, the, the Seattle Seahawks, you know, a 90-point game last year, and what does he get? He gets a 48% snap share with just seven rushing attempts. Now, he did get nine targets, which which is promising, but that was only converted into seven receptions for 39 yards. So He's going to probably be one of the top receivers on the team, and uh, that's kind of what my thought process was when we were watching the draft, and it didn't go Witherspoon. With all the receivers they lost due to the gambling scandal, I anticipated that Gibbs was brought in basically to replace receivers than rather than running backs. I mean, after they just paid David Montgomery, it didn't make sense to take another guy that was going to cut into the carries as much as it would make sense for a receiver that's going to soak up some of the passes. Don't forget about Craig Reynolds, Derrickson. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I forget. Montgomery won't be out too long, so don't go too crazy with uh, with going uh, down the rabbit hole on that one. It's kind of keeping it's kind of keeping Gibbs prices suppressed, especially if you were to compare him to Bijan. At this point, Bijan's just on that rocket ship. I mean, that guy is just insane. Uh, that guy is <laughs> his highlights are so crazy. I mean, he is. Besides Christian McCaffrey, Bijan is, I think, right now the best running back in the league. Now that, especially now that Nick Chubb has gone down, I think Derrick Henry's past the age apex. Um, but obviously, Christian McCaffrey is still really freaking good. I don't know what's going on in the game right now. I haven't, uh, I haven't had it up, Steve. Been trying to seventeen twelve Frisco. You know, while, while you're pulling that up, I will say this. If, I don't know how many of you guys actually watch the games and pay attention to usage and stuff like that, but uh, just because things didn't go his way this week, don't completely fade Algier. He's still getting half the work. He's still getting most of the important work. On the very first drive, they had a red zone uh, play where they didn't dial up a run for him and then had back-to-back penalties and got out of the goal line uh, area. So... He's going to have weeks where he's at uh, or even with the par level for Bijan because of the touchdown upside. So, hmm, interesting. Well, yeah, it's just uh, it's just it's just the ability for Bijan to uh, evade tackles is is just unlike anything that I think I've ever seen since Barry Sanders. I mean, it's just it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. You see that overhead highlight that they put out? My word. 
you guys got to go look up that uh go type in Bijan robinson on twitter and sort by videos was that the one where he dove into the end zone yeah well maybe No, there's yeah, there's absolutely no doubt that he's uh, incredible. But when we talk about cost opportunity, there's going to be the potential of buying a Bijan Auto right now for the average investor versus uh, you know an Algier Auto that could probably still be had in the ten dollar range presents two different unique opportunities. So, yeah, and you know what, like we showed well. with uh, you know the Jerome Ford play, Andy. It's it's important to note, you know, someone might be watching this for the first time and be like, yeah, who the hell's buying Jerome Ford? Well, if you sold your Jerome Fords yesterday, like all of us did, it would make a lot more sense. Because, you know, here's the thing is they don't always hit. But when they hit, it's a grand slam. And you're happy you did because how many guys can you go pick up uh, for at any price point and do a 8 to 10x uh, multiplier? Maybe more depending on what you got it in it. So. Here's that same introductions, which I think these introductions look terrible, by the way. I'm looking at these, and I'm like, man, they do look pretty bad. I mean, you don't look like, like shower some, tile? Yeah, they looks like some cheap shower tile job. Uh, <laughs> and the, the Bijan Robinson sold for $40. That's uh, it with the the, uh, the Jameer Gibbs sold for, what, 15 so or no uh 25 25 that's right here so here's a, there's an example there's the uh, red auto oh it's not even an auto no no these are not what autos the hell? yeah no these this is Bijan robinson hype so if you guys are wondering what the best color match par what the best color parallel to give for Bijan robinson is it's red so just apply that to all Falcons players you want to buy. Or, or until the Black Finite gets pulled. A Black Finite? Okay, yeah, it's going to be a million-dollar card for Bijan at this point. Oof, yeah, 125. That, that, These cards aren't even serial numbered. I mean, this is, is going to be a fairly common card. To further drive the point I was just talking about, you know, if you are looking at both of these guys and you're like, I can buy uh, rookie scripts, Algier, for six to ten dollars, or I can buy a base red parallel for 125 of Bijan. Again, th there's no making money in that card. There's just not. You will lose money on that card. Where on the other hand, yeah, we get it. Bijan is the much better long-term play, but it's all about entry-level price. It's all about what you got in it at, and then what you can get out of it at. Yeah, you know, Matthew Barry coined the term in uh fantasy football uh hate the don't don't hate the player hate the adp you know it's basically saying don't don't hate the player hate the price and which you have to pay for the player and 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 that's what should dictate which players you really buy into heavy uh and so that's what a lot that's what we do and that's a big that's a big portion of the fantasy football knowledge that we carry over to cards is buying buying guys that we believe are underpriced, even though you may not be a big fan of them. Tua, I wasn't a big 
believer in Tua. I know there's the injury concerns, but I knew the system he's in with the weapons he's got and the supporting cast. If, if he's healthy week one, sure, he's going to ball out. He did. Week two, you know, he did. Prices have gone up so much. So we just follow that process. We do the same thing with running backs, wide receivers. We just say, hey, this guy's got t- five, $10 rookie ticket autos. Um, I, it's not that I don't, it's not that I'm like not in on him, but I'm going to buy him. Like I would have never buy Kyron Williams, but I saw 10, $7 and 25 cent rookie ticket auto bought it. You know, that's, that's, that's how the, the and, money's made. And you know, between whether you're watching all the games yourself or you're just tuning into this show during the week or, uh, watching the replay, you know, you can kind of get a little bit of a heads up on some of these guys that are getting, uh, more usage or the coaches are talking them up or whatever the case is. And like you showed with those last three cards you picked up on com C uh, get in at the right price. So you can get out at a good price, you know, because if you go buy Kyron Williams now, like you saw at 35, where does he go from 35? Is, is there a, is there a higher ceiling? There probably is, you know, we'll see how the next few games go, but now your, your risk is now 35 to maybe get it to 50. Whereas before it was seven bucks. You see the difference? Mm-hmm. Bingo. Now there, that, oh, that's uh, draft picks. So draft picks has the year before's design. The pro uniform one has a new design. People uh, collecting some goats here. Jordy Nelson, Joe Theismann, uh, Icky Woods. Um, and these cards, man, when they come out, people buy a uh, quite a Ooh, wide variety great. of them. How much did that Jordy go for? Oh, that's that's actually not bad. Pink that's Swirl cool two card, out of eleven. That's, that's out of eleven. Yeah, thirty dollars. Yeah, thirty dollars. And that's probably Andy what I think that card would go for, even if it was out for a month or two. Uh, Jalen Hurts, boot swagger out of ninety nine. About uh, about thirty dollars. Erlocker Fields, uh, Mosaic, CD Lamb. So, uh, yeah, that's twenty twenty three. Okay, interesting insert there. Uh, CD Lamb definitely really hyped up right now. Um, we gotta we gotta uh, appreciate all you guys tuning in. Uh, we got uh, twenty six folks out there in the stream appreciate you guys if you hit that like button share with a friend leave us a comment underneath this video uh and let us know man let us know what kind of cards you're getting into in the market right now obviously vintage is really dips whenever we get into this time of the season you know heading into week three is kind of critical we've got what about eight teams that are two and zero, including the 49ers who are winning right now on Thursday night football, 20 to 12 against the giants. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, while we're talking about some guys that we like every week and, uh, you know, guys that have panned out for us, like the Jerome Ford thing, uh, did this week, leave something in the comments, uh, whether you're watching live or watching it later. Uh, what's the guy that, you've been getting into that uh, you know you think will be a good hold for later in the year prepping Derek's prepping for Bowman you love it um let's see 
So you got one and one Colts going to two and oh Ravens. Gardner Minshew playing. I like this matchup for Gardner Minshew, Steve. And uh, 44.5 over under. Um, I think the Colts are competitive. They turn this thing into a shootout here with the Ravens. Gardner Minshew could um, could kind of go off and uh, definitely get him get him a nice little little spike little spiky spike going. I like the Colts getting eight points. Eight point spread. Wow. Yeah. Titans. Uh, Titans at Browns. Thirty nine point five over under. Uh, yeah, the Titans are competitive. Uh, that's, that's an interesting one, man. It's such a low over under. I'm inclined to bet on the over on that. Ryan Tannehill did pull himself up from the bootstraps this past week. Is, um, Hey, Andy. Hey, don't mm. forget the chat was not on our side. We both took the Titans last week. High five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I get it. It's the chargers. Everyone wants to root for Herbert and the, all-star cast they have but no Eckler who is effectively half of their offense uh is a massive loss plus the fact that they are the as of right now the weakest defense in the AFC what do you think about this Falcons at Lions oh man you think the Falcons just gonna stick with their with their game plan the ground and pound play good solid defense uh, they were able to squeak out wins, man. They're able to squeak out a win the, uh, last week against the Packers. You know, I think that some people are going to be retreating on the Lions after the uh, the late score loss last week. But I'm going to double up and say that Falcons have a pretty good defense, but I don't think they have the high enough scoring offense to stay. Uh, on par with the Lions. Lions at home just score a lot of points, Andy. Yeah, uh, I think I'm on Ross St. Brown. He'll be fine. He's playing. He was back at practice today. Um, yeah, obviously David Montgomery. I think I think David Montgomery was at practice, but he was off to the side. And they don't even use Jameer Gibbs. Excuse me. Yeah, David Montgomery does not practice today. It's good so to know he's that not going to go. Not uh, anything serious with him. No, he's he's but he's it's a, they they called it a thigh bruise, but he's not going to go. So they come on, come on, Lions, give the ball to Jameer Gibbs a little bit more. Let's get this I mean, thing I, going. I'm sure with a week of game planning, you know he'll be. He'll be factored in a bit more than he was, let's say, in the fourth quarter, having to like impromptu make some changes. All right. Well, I want to see it, man. I want to see. This is it. a hard one. I think this uh, might be one of the hardest games to call this week, and a lot of that's going to have to do with what's the running back health for Green Bay. Because- Saints at the Packers. I think, honestly, if it's A.J. Dillon again, I might actually go Saints on this one. Because the question defense, is, are the Saints a real 2-0 and team? That defense looks really good, Andy. Uh, they've looked inconsistent on the offensive side of the ball, but true facts, man, that defense looks really good. And to be fair, 
So does Green Bay's. Do you get Christian Watson back this week? We don't know. So I believe you do get Aaron Jones back. He well, he practiced in a limited capacity today. So that that is good. He's back, but it's limited, so it could be a pitch count. You know, hammies are tricky. And then you said Christian Watson. That's right. He's he's been out missed since week one. He sits out Thursday, but no setback. Matt Lafleur said that Watson was a non-participant for Thursday's practice as part of a maintenance plan for the wideout, rather than because of a setback. And his he's also dealing with a hammy. Yeah, this is uh, clearly Vegas even views this as a very close game and. Even with the home field advantage, Green Bay is getting less than two points or giving less than two points. So, it, yeah. Is A.J. Dillon uh, dust at this point? I mean, he his, he's um, – and I'm not sure if it's necessarily his fault or the play calling, but, you know, he's trying to get wide. Uh, and they don't have the uh, – they don't have the blocking for that, and he doesn't have the speed for it. So, I mean, he's – they got to open up some lanes in the middle for him for him to have success. But, uh, you know, he didn't look that good last week. No, his rushing efficiency is terrible. Terrible, man. Terrible. Not good. Not good. Uh, so you can see here, looks like he might be declining. He might be declining. Just a 2.6 yards per carry so far this year on 28 rushing attempts. And obviously it's early. So, you know, can't say that it's the end-all be-all. This is not the end result, but uh, it's not a good trend either. So, if you're betting on, if you want to bet on Packers, maybe this thing goes over 42.5. It gets interesting. Derek Carr channels his inner Jameis Winston. Last time he was at the Packers, and you, you, maybe some Rashid Shahid. Rashid Shahid's like the 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 real deal, right, man? Rashid Shahid uh, for the Saints, and then you go for the Packers. He gets you some uh, some Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed had two touchdowns last week, and an interesting bump in uh, in usage. Yeah, I think that they. Play calling alone and coaching has made them look really good this year. So uh, even with you know guys that are first, second-year players are playing like veterans right now. So you can't take anything away from them. But I think that uh, you know, not a lot of people are looking at the Saints as a good team and maybe feel that they got lucky two weeks in a row. But I, I don't know. I think that there's a chance that the uh, Jordan not Jordan Love hype train does not die this week, but maybe takes a, a pit stop. Interesting. So then it would make some sense for me to uh, – now this could end up – we do have uh NFL debut coming up this weekend for Kendra Miller on the uh, New Orleans Saints. So – if we're if if we're gonna think that they're they're coming into Green Bay and establishing a positive game script over the Packers, who are pretty strong in the trenches, man. Well, Kendra Miller could could make some waves here in his NFL debut with Jamal Williams out and Tony Jones like 
You know, he's. I I think that uh, I think you see a timeshare approach this week. I think you finally see the week that uh, that they use their pseudo tight end in the running game a little bit, and uh, and then you get Kamara next week to come back. So don't don't go crazy, you know, betting on the backfield for the Saints. Maybe in a you know weekly format uh, sheet or something of that nature, but. Uh, don't forget that Kamara is going to be back, and as well as that passing uh, offense is looking. Oh, that's right. Him, him back in the mix, it's going to be they're going to be hard to beat. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You get Kamara back. Um, Texans at Jaguars. Jaguars kind of struggling at one and one. I I think the Jags. I mean, obviously tough tough matchup last week against the Chiefs, but still, I that's. I, I don't know if the Jags are quite as good as what I thought they were going to be, but it's just it's early, and they played the Chiefs in week two, um, even if they did have a hobbled Travis Kelsey. But now they get the Texans who are 0-2, clearly hungry. You have C.J. Stroud throwing the ball a million times. Nico Collin is a beast. We all told you that. Um, and uh, he's he's gonna end up like a um, he's gonna end up being drafted next year with CJ Stroud in like the third round, second, third round. You watch, um, which after the end of this year, which will be fantastic because his values will go up even more because of that, Steve. But do the Texans have any shot here? This divisional matchup as an eight and a half point spread in favor of the Jacks. It's got. Believe it or not, I think it's got shootout potential, even though both – well, not the Texans looked flat in the first half, but I feel like the Jaguars have looked flat all year, except for, like, the first couple drives of week one. So we'll see. they got to get Ridley going and uh, an ETN going. And uh, they Zay Jones is probably going to be out this week, it looks like. He had, like, two near touchdowns where he didn't drag his toe. So, I mean, they got a ton of weapons, but, you know, who's yeah. really on is it is it Trevor Lawrence? Is he not elite? Is he just above average? I think that's the ultimate question. And uh, you know, going back to the whole QB prospecting question, you know, when do you get in? When do you get out? I mean, how many mediocre games in a row do you got to see out of him to decide that it may be time to move into a different realm? You can always come back. You can always come back, but uh, you may want to deviate soon. I agree, man. I think he's, I think he's pr- going to be pretty average. <laughs> I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I think he's pretty average. Um, so I don't think there's going to be a ton of games where we get to actually see him feed consistent, consistently multiple wide receivers. That's why you see Christian Kirk goes off last week. Calvin R- Ridley week one. Evan Ingram. And then ETN, like this is a great matchup uh, week for ETN. Um, there, the Jags are down Zay Jones, so it's like no excuses for to get more targets to Ridley. And uh, Kirk, Kirk had a great week last week, but then you got um, you just you just have like um, uh, I, I think a positive game script situation here, more likely. For the Jags, so it could be a Travis Etienne show. Last year, I know that the Travis Etienne had a couple of his biggest games against the Texans. See, it's one of the hardest things about this matchup is 
we've seen both of these teams be completely different people than than who they are, and that's Houston looking like absolute beasts on defense, and then upside on offense. And then you know this past week the defense didn't look good at all, and then it took two quarters for the offense to wake up, and then they looked really good once they were there. I, you could make an argument that it's garbage time, but you know, points are still points, I guess. Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, man, uh, points are points, production is production. But when taken in context of uh, down and distance and time of the game and game script and all that, then it, it does become more important, especially when you're looking at those descriptive grades from like PFF and um, you're, you're really trying to figure out uh, how good a player is given the context of the game, you know. That, so that is important, especially when guys are studying uh, film. I think I know that's super important for PFF grades. So what are you thinking here, Andy? Um, I did say, actually, I thought the Chiefs would just squeak it out, which they pretty much did. And uh, I think that we see the same situation here with the Jaguars squeaking it out. Yeah, I, I think the Jaguars squeak it out, but there, I definitely it's not a game that I put my ticket on to bet on because I think the Texans could come in here and actually come away with the win. I think their offense has been uh, playing pretty good. Uh, I think they're going to continue to kind of grease that groove, and I can see some big games here from C.J. Stroud. Like at this point, C.J. Stroud for me in fantasy is a must start, especially if you've got Nico Collins or Nathaniel Dell uh, on the roster as well. I'd stack them and start them both in this game. I'd go for that. I am going for that in one of our leagues. <laughs> and uh, it's been it's been paying off so far with C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins. So I'm going to keep going back to it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Love me some Nico. <laughs> Dolphins, Broncos. Dolphins keep it rolling here. What are you thinking, Andy? I mean, the Broncos, yeah, come on, baby, come on, man. Broncos my, my... have looked mediocre at best, and let's be honest, there's probably few teams that play as well, and their opponents play as bad as Dolphins at home. Yep. Now this now, is going to be the scorcher here. Yeah, fifty-four point over under. It's the biggest point total on the slate of the week. Chargers at the Vikings. Now you're going to want to start all your key guys with this one. Uh, man, I think the Vikings get their first home win here. It's got to be here. Yeah, it's got to be here. I, I'm not even sure that uh, Akers even plays this week yet. He may dress for the game. I don't. I don't think he plays yet. But uh, man, get this. Get Kirk Cousins a win, man. This guy is carrying that team. Carrying that team. He's playing. He's playing great as as uh, well. Besides a few of those turnovers, thank you for those, Kirk, in week one. But um, but yeah, man, and you know, once again, in the context, uh, Herbert Cousins. I feel like Herbert is the new Cousins. Is Herbert the new? Herbert is the new age Kirk Cousins. I just figured that out, Steve. That means you want to sell Herbert now because. Yeah, but doesn't that mean he's got to win games? Yes. 
He's got to win <laughs> games. He's not quite Kirk Cousins yet. You actually have to win for that title. No, no, no. Kirk Cousins doesn't win games. So and two, man. He well, loses okay. in primetime games. He this. loses in the playoffs. Kirk doesn't win games. Yeah, he wins week six and seven on Sunday at one o'clock. He's probably going to win this one week three at one o'clock on Sunday at home. He'll win this one, but he's not going to win It's when it really matters. I feel like he's he's outgrown that taboo. That's Just like bad. Justin Herbert. But no, in all reality, that's uh, for fantasy purposes. You want to get your key guys in that in that game. Uh, Patriots at the Jets. Oh God, are they rolling out Zach Wilson again? <laughs> He's so they, bad. I mean, I think they have to here. To be fair, to be fair, would you want to start your first game in a long time against the Dallas Cowboys? So okay, okay, you gotta give them okay. a little bit of credit. That's you know, that's a hard team to play against. If if a, a elite quarterback like Josh Allen threw three picks, which I'm pretty sure he did the week before, um, you would give him a you'd give him a pass. So uh, I will believe it or not, give him a pass this week. I'm not saying he's great, but the Patriots are still tough on defense. You can see that by the point total. But I think that uh, the three picks thing is just not not happening again i, I think yeah i, I think the patriots i wouldn't are... roll him out in your starting lineup but uh but he will start this week and probably not suck as bad as last week i i i could not start him i wouldn't be able to start unless that's all you had you were desperate but I, I just do you remember the score between the patriots and the jets last year it was like a it was like six to six and they were squabbling over who wins the game with uh <laughs> I think a the kick return. guys are running backs only in this matchup. So yeah, I'm not I'm not now this new this new Patriots offense is interesting. So I'm interested in, in the game for sure. So this, especially this over under is so low. Um so I'm hey, maybe they get Brees Hall going in this game. That would be that would be awesome. I know he's still they yeah. they still say dealing with a little bit of recovery. Um, last, last week you can't you gotta gotta scratch as a uh, a one off because that that line is too good. They knew that they could just stack the box and he wouldn't be able to do anything. So you gotta put that on the back burner. Forget about it. Uh, it's still gonna be a tough matchup, but you gotta start a guy like Brees Hall. Wow, what about your two and O Commanders? Is this team for real? They're about to play the Bills this weekend. The two and O Commanders, a very unlikely two and O team here. Brian Robinson melting faces last week. Steve dominating Damn. on the field like Fifty Cent's Fifty Cent dominates in the hip hop world. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, that guy uh, runs hard. And I think that everyone just assumed that the passing downs would automatically go to Gibson. But he's proving that he deserves to be on the field. And he's still the main guy. And Let's I, be real. Let's be real. Uh, Antonio Gibson is in the doghouse for fumbling. Yeah. No, that's part of it. But I, I, I think that I made the distinguish choice to i was drafting him at about an even clip off season best ball and it wasn't until the last couple of weeks that i decided to pivot and go straight brian robinson and uh that's now paying off because he's 
especially in the landscape of injuries with all these running backs, he's got to be at the top of the list and maybe even in the top five running backs right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe. And the interesting thing is, I think there might be some decent values on his car. Actually, they've kind of shot up like Nico Collins, at least on COMC his rookie autograph market. I mean, the, I just the more and more players I pull up on COMC on a weekly basis to look for rookie autographs, like I target on eBay, I, it makes me want to submit cards to COMC and sell them on COMC. Andy, I got, I got the numbers. You ready for this? Yeah. Top five running backs through three weeks. Two weeks. Let's go. Two weeks. Number one, none other than. Christian McCaffrey. Number two, Kyron Williams. Can you believe it? Yeah, Kyron, man's new alpha dog. Number three, Brian Robinson. Boom. Four Mostert, five Pollard. So, I mean, man, Brian Robinson, number three, and a guy that probably went towards the middle to late of drafts and depending what part of the year you drafted your league in, if you drafted him early enough, he may have gone late or potentially undrafted if it's a smaller league. Yeah, he could have he could have gone undrafted. You're right. You're right. Um I'm seeing some interesting deals on his serial numbered rookie cards that are at least interesting like here's a hyper out of 175 for 1285 he had one sale this past quarter but i i i gotta feel like i'm i'm feeling pretty decent about this card at 1285 not gonna lie um honestly because these these carry over to ebay and i know on ebay like a serial numbered card like this from prism about that scarcity. Like I can get away flipping that for about 15 to 20 with the PWE shipping. You know, it's a cool one too, for the commander's uniform select has a like maroon variation, which like matches the uniform perfectly. So if you can find one of those, it's, I think it's one of the not as low serial numbered versions. So it can be had pretty decent, but it's going to get the eye appeal. Since we uh, talked about the top five running backs, I, I would it'd be criminal not to mention the top five receivers real quick before we move on. Um, criminal. I think, one, I think one is no mistake, Tyreek Hill. I think everyone would have yeah. that. Andy, two is Mike freaking Evans. Big Mike? And – you know, I'm going to be honest, in best ball, he was going, I don't know, in the 110 range, if you recall, somewhere in there. And I had a whole lot of Mike Evans across all the drafts that I did. So that's paying off. Keenan Allen at three, Justin Jefferson at four, and then Mr. Puka Nakua at five, the new hero mm. in the wide receiver room. Mm-mm-mm. And that is ahead of Devonta Smith, Ayuk. Uh, and you know what? Since we're talking about that, let me just mention the next two guys because they are relevant to the topic. Eight is Nico Collins. Nine is Josh Reynolds. 
Now, Detroit Lions. Go, completely write Josh Reynolds off. If you've watched any of the Lions games so far, he looks like a gazelle. I mean, he's fast. He's changing directions. He's making good catches. Uh, if he maintains that role, that is a sneaky, sneaky pickup. Mm. Well, Jamison Williams comes back after week six, so it'll be interesting to see how that change. Yeah, so the changes first by he then plays week seven, so you still got quite a bit of time. Do you uh, do you think the Cowboys will go far this season? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I. I I mean, I look at their division. Obviously, the division's looking pretty stacked right now. Got three three teams in that division, two and zero, with the Eagles, the Boys, and the uh, Commanders. Um, so, but I I think yeah. I mean, look at the, that defense, that pressure rate, how good they are in the trenches, run game. You know, Dak's good enough with with Ceedee Lamb. Is really good. Uh, that uh, I think they're going to be in in contention quite a bit. Definitely going to beat the Cardinals this so week. So far, what the Cowboys <laughs> remind me of right now is the Eagles last year, where they're not having to do a lot in the end of the third quarter and the entire fourth quarter because they're just sitting on massive leads. So that's not going to be that way every game. And obviously Dak's going to have to throw more and Pollard's going to have to run more. But um, you know maybe that opens up a little bit with the Diggs injury now. But uh, – since we're since you just highlighted over that game, yeah, I think there's no way that the Cowboys lose against the Cardinals. Uh, real quick, Panthers get their first win this week against the Seahawks in Seattle with uh, Andy Dalton, Red Rifle at quarterback. You calling it? I I think so. Yeah, I think the Panthers are going to go into Seattle get their first win this week. Either that or it's going to be a beatdown uh, from Seattle. Seattle Walker. is way better at home than on the road, but. Uh... Andy Dalton is legit, man. He's not elite, but he is—he's capable. So Bears. they could get their—they could get their first win. That's an interesting one. Now your Bears going to Kansas City play the Chiefs. This is what I put my lock on this week. I locked onto this game, and I said, "There's no way the Chiefs lose this." I, the the kind of game I could see this being is, uh, you know, the Chiefs. Let's be fair; haven't looked that good. And um, I don't necessarily think it'll be a blowout, but uh, I don't think the Bears can win this game, to be fair. Not yet. They, they need to string yet. together a respectable performance or two before I give them that credit. But yeah, they I, need I to get think past they'll be closer drama. than the spread indicates. Yeah. Steelers, Raiders. Primetime spots for the Steelers have been pretty high this year. I mean, they're getting a lot of them. Uh, Steelers at the Raiders. I'm actually interested to watch this one because Josh Jacobs has been more or less a dud. I haven't really got to watch a whole lot of Raiders games because they're at the 430 spot. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm wrapped up with uh, kids at that time on Sundays. Yeah, the run blocking has been – uh, basically effectively absent, even though the line is essentially the same as it was last year. So you got to think that, you know, that's going to kind of turn around. And let's just not forget for a second that Jacobs did not play at all. In fact, he wasn't at camp because he was holding out. So he'll he'll get his groove back and, and they'll be fine. Steelers look really bad right now, and I will take the Raiders. Take the Raiders at home. All right. I dig it. I'm I'm gonna take the 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Raiders. I'm gonna go with the Raiders too. So the Steelers D won the game for them last week. Little, and here's a fun fact about the game last week: they never got into their opponents thirty or closer. So not even the red zone, Andy. They didn't cross into the thirty yard or beyond range for their opponent's side of the field. That that's not good. All right, uh, double header once again Monday night. Two and O Eagles coming to Tampa Bay, take on my two and O Buccaneers. Our two and O Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we? Can Can Baker and the Buccaneers pull off a three and O? I think we can. I think we can. I think the Eagles have some weaknesses this year, and the defensive secondary. I think we we're gonna score. Baker's playing really good right now. He's got that massive chip on his shoulder. Mike Evans is proving himself once again. He's gonna get a massive contract somewhere else, and I'm gonna cry when that happens. <laughs> Chris Godwin is consistent as all hell. Trey Palmer's got a chemistry going with Baker. He's a really exciting rookie. And Rashad White actually played really well last week. I know it was the Bears, but uh, and it's going to be a tougher challenge, but uh, I don't know, man. I think this uh, game, I think the Bucks can win this game. I actually do agree. And uh, as bad as Baker looked in the preseason, he looked good uh, in real life. And, you know, I'm not sure who to credit for this, but he claims to have figured out the defensive uh, audibles for the Vikings when they beat them. So, I mean, if his QB knowledge is that high that he's figuring out uh, the defensive play calling live on the field, then you know maybe just with time and uh, and hitting the books, he's gotten better. And you know, so just knowing the defense and their tendencies can be just as good as skill. So uh, Buccaneers can keep this game close, I think, and they can potentially even win. I do agree. Whew, baby, that would be awesome. Uh, and, and Baker's Baker would be, be going up even more. I'm still kind of mad at myself. I never pulled the trigger before week one. Like, oh, the, said the that, downtown that I sent you, <laughs> I haven't really gone up much. So it's like, I, I could still pull it. People are still not sold that he's made yeah. a comeback, you know, you know, um, um a cool card, Andy, would be that optic that you just the 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 aqua one. Well, I guess not necessarily the aqua one, but the orange, which would be out of uh, well, I believe one ninety nine for optic, would be a great card uh, as a uniform match. Oh yeah, that's a good idea, man. All right, one final matchup: the Rams, Rams Cincinnati may not have <laughs> Joe Burrow. No, no hesitation, Rams here. If Burrow plays, uh, I think he'll not be 100% Rams. And you know how much I love the damn Bengals, Andy. So for me to not even want to get into and explain it, it's Rams. Isn't it cool that Underdog Fantasy now does in-game live prop betting too? Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah, man, you no longer like have to wait for halftime. It's first half, second half. You can actually do live prop betting during the game on, and, and you see how that just changed during the game on uh, Underdog Fantasy. 
Uh, and so, you know, just a reminder, guys, they've got that 0.5 total yard here from Lamar Jackson that is a freebie. And promo code Quest gets you in, baby. Gets you in, gets you a hundred percent instant deposit bonus, and then you get the the pick'em, the freebie. This wasn't the only one this week, too. There was actually two. Um, there's one for new signups with promo code Quest, and then there's one for everybody. Yeah, there was uh, before the game started. There was a Daniel Jones half of half yard. Uh, which nice. me and a couple co-workers took advantage of, and it looks like that's going well so far. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a, it's a guarantee. So if you're looking for the safest of plays, you take the Lamar over and you take it, uh, match it up with one other one as well. I'd be taking that Chris McCaffrey over. And you might actually have game. to refresh. The game is in the fourth quarter, not the second quarter. Ah, so those are, are all sure. going to change. Yeah. Bink, 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 bink. Uh, oh, yeah. Look, yeah, they I pulled the uh, Christian McCaffrey's. I'd like to point out that uh, Waller is exactly who I said he was, and I really hope that people weren't going berserk on him. So Brita did get in the end zone tonight. Okay, well, that's good. Glad he got into the end zone because I was telling one of my buddies he should start Burita in his over Kendra Miller. But uh, Gary Brightwell got looked like he got quite a bit of work there, like a fifth string grinder behind Saquon. <laughs> Half a reception for Isaiah. Isaiah Half a reception. Well, by golly. Well, they're down. They're down eleven with nine minutes left. So you would probably think that they have to throw soon. Are you, Now's the time. Are you? Are you doing? It? Don't Should do I? It. Don't. Don't, don't, don't use do your it. Freebie on that. Don't use your. Freebie. I know. I don't want to use my freebie on that. Brad man. Nolan in the house, my guy, fellow Trubisky's <laughs> truther. Uh, reminding everybody that you guys believe Trubisky is better than Pickett and uh hey I I say give the guy give the guy a shot man I say give the guy a shot I think I would that would be awesome to see uh Pickett get benched due to poor performance and the fans actually demand Trubisky get out there a resounding echoing demand throughout the entire stadium like a Roman Coliseum I'm trying to get oh I have to pair the Lamar up with somebody from tonight, I think. Really? I I I think so. Um oh I'm in in game. Never mind. I'm just dude, it's late. It's late, man. It's time for me to head to head to bed. But if I was going for an over, it'd be on this this uh Chargers at Minnesota game. I'll tell you that. It's gonna be uh, be at that right there. I I mean you obviously tacking that big one, three oh five at Tennessee. Like what? Now we're going to Minnesota. Give me the hire all day long for Herbie on this one. I say I say he takes uh uh goes over two eighty two. He takes Keenan with him seventy two point five. 
And then on the other side, you go for the the five. Go for the five, Steve. You go Kirk Cousins higher. Ooh, we're, 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 we're just calling it an air raid at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a shootout. Osborne, 35 and a half. That's pretty And cool. then, just like the thumbnail said, we're buying Jordan Addison. Just break out incoming. Curiosity's sake, what's the line on the Hopkins? Pretty good. I feel like his has been achievable pretty much every week. 129. Only 35, though, against TV. And then he got there with the Tutties last week. If there was maybe a one touchdown uh, prop for Hawk, a half touchdown, I'd go for that. But I, I. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by this 51.5. I'm gonna put in. I'm gonna go for this one. Put in ten. I get me two hundred. Submit. We we don't. There it is. We in baby. All right, Steve. Any uh any other words of wisdom you want to share with us before we sign off tonight, sir? Oh man, you know it's early. Don't I mentioned this last week? The 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 knee jerk reaction early in the year is a very real thing, and uh, you know, people pulling the plug on some of their starters or selling low on superstars like Burrow and stuff like that. Uh, don't do it. And uh, if you need to pick up a little safety net, I was I mentioned last week that someone dropped Dak as a knee jerk reaction uh, and picked up somebody that had a massive dud this week in Mac Jones. So uh, I was able to pick up Dak as my backup. And now with uh, Burrow being a questionable for this week, probably we'll start Dak in that game. So yeah, just don't be, uh, don't, don't knee jerk it and uh, stay tried and true, man. The season is long. Uh, You can hold a card for more than one season. That's not against the law. So just be smart and patient. There you go, guys. Bye, bye low, bye low. All right, happy hunting out there. We'll we'll catch you on the trail. Peace. Who me?